Wolfpack Marketing is proudly brought to you by The Internship, awakening the marketing channel you never knew you had. Welcome, everybody, um, to this, the first episode of Wolfpack Marketing, a name which we'll unpack a little bit just now. With me in the studio, I have Nicholas Krull, expert on LinkedIn and employee advocacy. Thanks, Kev. You're kind. Welcome. And influential, no, and <laughs> and Dolanchek, who is an expert on everything influencer marketing, and the reason that she's here will also hopefully become more apparent and no pressure. I do like influential though. Okay, Keep calling cool. me that. Lacquer. Trademark that. Yeah, I should. So. Um, this whole this podcast series, which we'll be producing, um, and we'll do it on a sort of a frequency, possibly bi-weekly basis, and releasing, is all about employee advocacy, which is not a sexy uh, term at all. No. It's really a horrible term. It's gross. It it's a very descriptive term, though, in the sense of it sort of says what it does. But we want to try and maybe just like avoid that term per se, and rather unpack. Um, how and what employee advocacy is and and hopefully how it could be deployed by organizations to their benefit. So the term Wolfpack marketing um, might now, just on the basis of that description, also become a little bit more obvious in that it talks about, if you look in nature and, and uh, wolf packs, how they operate together as a pack for the greater good of the pack so that they, and they all work in, in harmony and, and synchronize their movements as they're hunting. Um, which then has obviously a much better effect in terms of them achieving their goal in that instance, which is obviously the kill. Likewise, on Wolfpack Marketing, what we want to talk about is how um, a group of employees or, or people within an organization can work together to achieve a marketing objective for the company utilizing their own social media assets. Um, and that's effectively the analogy. And so we're going to go with Wolfpack Marketing, like it or not. Cool. I don't like it. I want yeah, to wear well, Wolfpack. <clears throat> I yeah, like it. Anne likes, Anne likes werewolves, but... <laughs> I do. <clears throat> yeah, but like, you know, so you outvoted. So she, we're not going with that. But let's let's start off, um, Anne. Yes. If you don't mind, and let me, let me um, ask you the question um, in reference to influencer marketing. Um, is employee advocacy or, or the notion of utilizing employees' social media assets in this instance to uh, create a marketing channel... A marketing communication channel is do those employees are they influencers what's this thing influencer marketing and how does it relate back to this topic well for the short answer is it's absolutely um influence marketing because what is an influencer an influencer is anyone who can change someone's perception opinion or purchasing behavior and that's literally every single person within their tribes so when you look within your your organization you already have a tribe there we all work there we're all experts hopefully, <laughs> if you employ it correctly. Yep. And those people live and breathe your brand. Um, and they have such immense power to actually change people's perceptions either about your organization or make people aware of what you are selling or doing. So so I suppose perhaps if I could sort of, um, you know, the, the thing that I'm missing maybe in what you've said is this mm. notion of utilizing social media because is is where mm. we spoke about, uh, you know, and we, we talk about it in, in our program where, uh, quite frankly, 
biblically, Eve was the first person to be an influencer. And I was like, Adam, he had sure. apples. Really. Oh, some people say the snake was. But let's say, like, Eve was mm. the first person to be, let, let's put it that way, to be an influencer. Adam, like, it's a really cool apple, done way at all, you know. And what did he do? Yeah. He went and he charted because it came from a trusted reference. Correct. Um, and, and what we have in today's society, though, is with the proliferation of social media channels, but on the back of, of technological advancements, um, you know, the internet, um, cell phones and so on, is the ability to um, have that at scale through your social media channels. No, absolutely. So, as you were saying, word of mouth was and will always be the best yeah. form of marketing. And I mean, that's how Adam got into trouble, right? Yeah. Someone, a trusted reference, told him to do something and he did. Um, and today, social media has put it on scale where we have access to peers on like a ginormous scale. So what we have the ability to do, especially in employee advocacy, is to elevate those experts in your community or in your tribe as a company. And um, generally put it, I think you guys use only LinkedIn because it makes sense, especially when it's business to business. Um, and just elevate that, that expertise so people know who to go to when they think of some or other service they need, the first thing they're going to think of is this oak on LinkedIn that they see all the time, yep. who's got great opinions, yep. who is knowledgeable, and who's credible in the right. end of the day. Okay. So, I mean, that's an interesting sort of um, segue, if you like, Nick, into this discussion. So, so Anne mentioned quite correctly that we focus predominantly on business to business or business to niche, should we call it, mm. market. And so, LinkedIn makes perfect sense there. Um, just maybe just give us a little bit of a sort of a, a viewpoint from yourself. So employee advocacy um, is not necessarily linked to business to business. It can be business to consumer. I mean, give us a, give us a sort of a, a roundup from your point yeah, of view. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think because we're talking about employees, we're talking about companies, and because we're talking about social media, we're talking about people operating in their personal capacities representing the company that they work for. So when the conversation turns to which platform is appropriate, you know, that would depend on the business objectives. You know, where are these businesses, customers hanging out and spending time? Where are their eyeballs? Where's the attention coming from? So I think in the context that we're speaking about today, LinkedIn for business is perfect because this is where business people expect to consume content around business topics. So, uh, you know, if you're selling a consumer product and you're marketing to uh, the end user, the man in the street, perhaps another platform like Facebook is perfectly appropriate. Mm. Uh, but, you know, back to the, the, the concept of it and, and this term employee advocacy, you're making advocates, brand champions of the people that are supposed to represent your brand anyways. Cool. Yeah. No. So I suppose at some point, and maybe that's a, a, an episode down the line, we can actually just hone in a little bit on LinkedIn and, and mm. the benefits of that particular channel um, versus some of the others and what it can be used for and how to use it and so on. So we can, sure. maybe that's a good thing to go, in, uh, to go and discuss. So um, <clears throat> I, I think the, the, the one question that a lot of people have um, when we speak to them about employee advocacy or the concern, if you like, that a lot of people have is this notion of letting your employees loose. You know, so when I started, when I started in, in corporate, which was a hell of a long time in ago. In the 60s. Yes. <laughs> no, so, so, I've got to shave these gray I'm hairs. I'm joking. I'm no, joking. So, so, no. So, I mean, I started in, to, I mean, it's not that, not that far. <laughs> I started in the 90s. So, early 90s. I, was, I started, um, of all places, at the SABC. 
Yeah. And when I started there, they gave me this like like 45-page thing in triplicate to sign that I would never say anything to anybody about anything that happened in there. And if I did, I could be taken to task and even you know, disciplined and, and sent on my way. There was a guy in a, in a corner office, a big walnut-walled office with gray shoes. Who, he was the only person who was allowed to say anything to anybody about anything that happened. Um, and that was very much the, the thinking in those days. Yeah. And so a lot of us less of you have grown up with that uh, with that culture if you like of not um, allowing employees to say things on behalf of the company because of the trouble that it potentially causes so and i mean like what's the what's you know what's the play there because now we're saying you know i'm busy saying no let's get these employees to say things about the company and we, on the other hand we're saying well don't well i think it's the fine line right and i think even our generation grew up with signing a heck of a lot of things from HR when you start somewhere to say yes. and just kind of add in don't say anything on social media because you can also be taken to task for that so people are I think really scared the moment you go cool go post about your company but I think that's where a program like you guys the internship comes in very handy who holds your hand and guides yep. people on what they can what they shouldn't and what they should do right. and kind of give them a schedule I suppose of guidelines yeah I mean, the one thing that we, we, we always say and when that um, discussion comes up is that we always say, listen, your employees have all, you know, everyone's got a cell phone, right? No, yeah. no one doesn't have a cell phone. In fact, one of the stats that we show off is that more people own cell phones than toothbrushes Ooh. internationally. So that's a, that's, a, that's a factual stat, which is quite… I'm worried for people's teeth. Terrifying, but you don't have to worry about their, their communication because mm. they've got cell phones. So, so the… Mm. The, the point being, though, that that cell phone represents, uh, the analogy we say is that, like, that's a loaded gun that everyone's got in their pocket. 100%. Um, and so rather let's, A, teach them how to use it and how to point it and when not to shoot mm -hmm. in particular and, and, and what, what ammo, if you like, to use um, so that they don't make the mistake, mistake um, and just go willy-nilly on you without them actually thinking about it. So that's one of the things that we actually impart, bits of the knowledge. Yeah, and I think that too, but also people, because of this historical fear-mongering and, and corporate, you know, red tape that we've all been exposed to, people are scared, you know, yeah. um, not only to contravene any kind of company policy, but also maybe insecure in themselves. You yeah. know? They might also think, oh, am I allowed to, number one, mm. like we've been discussing, but what gives me the right to say something? Yeah. You know, what mm. gives me the authority in my industry to say something about my industry, about my company, about what I'm, you know, what our companies are trying to sell or services we're trying to provide. So by giving people permission is one thing, but also to, you know, encourage them mm. and, to, and to reinforce in them that they actually are the right people to be spreading this, this narrative, you know, and, and times are changing. It's not just the company that's allowed to say these things or that is saying these things. People's perception in the marketplace is also changing. Uh, we've spoken about word of mouth and that type of thing, and people want to hear from people. Yeah. So, you know, we need to open the doors for them to, to come into this conversation. Yeah, you raise, you raise yeah. a few interesting points here because the, the one thing that, we, and we also talk about <laughs> perhaps in later in episodes, is this is some of the, if you like, the byproducts of employee advocacy. Obviously, the main focus there is, is a marketing uh, tool. channel, stroke, sales generating tool, but. but there are lots of other things and one of them one of the issues there is employee engagement that comes out of this because and often we've seen with with the principles in the businesses that we are dealing with 
how surprised those people are and just how knowledgeable uh, mm. the, the staff actually are about the program. The staff themselves are like, geez, I didn't know I knew, knew that, that much <laughs> more than everybody else, you know, because you kind oh. of, you've been working there so long, it's like institutionalized knowledge and, and you've forgotten what you've, like you know already, you know, so it's important. I think that's a really interesting take on it. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Kind of by doing that, you're also instilling that confidence in someone to go yeah. like, geez, I actually am an expert, but I never realized, Correct. you know. And the thing is, I mean, exactly what, you know, going back to this whole influencer discussion, these conversations, that, you know, you, you'd go and have a, 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 a bri, a vegan bri. Thank you. There, so, <laughs> with Amelia on the, on the grill or something on its own my space Linda, on the grill so it doesn't get any meat. My on. Linda McCarthy things. Yes. Thank you. But the point being is that in the, those, whether it's a, a social event or a club mm. or a church, whatever, it doesn't matter. You'll have the discussion. What do you do? You know, oh, well, this yeah. is what I do. And where do you work? No, I work at this pump place. And, geez, pumps, that doesn't sound very, yeah, it's absolutely interesting. We do everything from pumps for hospitals through to pull pumps through to massive pumps in um, dams, you know, whatever. So yeah. and that becomes interesting. And people have those conversations. They tell their stories. Um, and all we're doing is we're saying, okay, listen, Carry on doing that, but just have to have that exact same discussion, if you like, with your tribe mm. on social media. And I think that's really important what you just said, like telling stories. It's not about just putting out a bunch of facts and Correct. hoping people will pick up on that. But it's actually telling a story and a narrative that people will engage in. Yes. Like when you are at a bri and having that conversation. And, and you know that it's, you know that the story is working because people are attentive and listening. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you, you change that story, right? And it's one of the things that I know that Nick's sort of hobby, I don't know if it's a bugbear or hobby or but it's <laughs> one of his things is that he's very much always preaching about making sure that whatever you put out on your social media, because obviously there's, you do get some, you get feed, there's a feedback loop, but it's not like if, you know, as I'm talking to you, I can see your eyes dropping and you're falling asleep and I can change. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there is a delayed, even if it's, if it's almost instance, there's a delayed reaction. Mm -hmm. So, so the, but the, the point that I'm making is that Nick talks about making sure that there's value to yes. the, to the audience. And I think 100%. people people forget when they're posting on social media or on any kind of digital platform, be it WhatsApp or LinkedIn or Facebook, that there's a human being on the other side mm. of that conversation, and it does tend to uh, it concerns me. You know, when people are speaking and telling stories in a way which is different to them conversing in real life. Yeah, like I don't <clears> know why people feel there's could be a disconnect. You know, because it's in analog person-to-person -person mm. speaking or digital you're typing a story out to someone else and i think imperative for me to when trying to build some kind of strategy or implementation or invite people to participate in something to try and get people to have the mindset to remember mm. about that human-to-human -human interaction so that people on the other end reading it for example will relate Yes. To whatever that content is. Because that's is. all that it's about, right? Sure. Identify with it, you know. Feel like um, whatever you're saying is relevant to that other person. No. Because at a, at a bri, you wouldn't talk, um, you know. Bullet a, point, a, bullet point, bullet point. Correct. Or, <laughs> you know, completely above the head of someone listening, you would make it relevant to that person. But do you Cap not think that comes Every second, from every word capitalized is there. Oh, it's like my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> okay. Capitalize every letter yeah. or like the whole sentence or a couple of words. Listen, I went sentence. and looked at some of my PowerPoint things and they look like that. So, I mean, you hurt me. But I anyway, so hate your PowerPoint. No, but <laughs> no, I'm talking about the headings. Though. I'm talking about the oh. headings. So anyway, also, you hate that. Okay, but that's a we that's we digress. It's a grammar thing. We digress. But and so so that which leads me and, and perhaps this is a conversation which you you both 
will be able to add some value to is uh, talking about added value is is this why don't why don't we preach though in, instead of getting all these employees just to drive this narrative that we want about the company why don't we just do it from the website or from the corporate linkedin page very simple in my mind is that uh, i can sit around this table have a conversation with two other human beings mm. but it wouldn't be appropriate for a brand to come and sit down next to me you okay. know? Um, I don't relate to a brand. Brand is a company. It's an organization. It's an inanimate thing. I'd much rather chat with another person around a topic. You know, So w from a narrative point of view, when a company says something, you almost expect that company to always be self-promotional. It's what mm -hmm. we've come to expect. right? It's advertising. Yeah. It's a billboard shouting to the world how great this organization is and its products and its services are the best, which we've come to expect and we kind of phase it out now you know we block it out of our brains we've got ad blockers on our pcs but counter to that if someone comes sits down next to me and says have you seen this brand new phone from company x it's the best thing since sliced bread and this is why yes yeah. much so, more believable so and that is a narrative in a, in my mind that has changed in the last uh, let's say 40 years you know I, I mean because i mean i actually i mean i agree completely with you nick that the, the brand concept but I, I actually do think that in 1965 or 1970, Coke could have sat there and yes. had a chat with them. We would have listened, but we're not interested in listening to them anymore. No. So, so what happened was social media, good old Zaki, came in 2006 or seven, yep. and he gave us the first social media platform, or the biggest well, one. Yeah. Well, not the first mm, one, the first, but yeah. the big biggest one that everyone signed up to, good old Facebook. Mm. And then it was Twitter, and then it was Instagram, and now you've got a platform for everything, right? And with that, people have access to so many peers. Back in the day, we'd literally have our friends, our families, and the tribes we are in to kind of ask advice for and brands and things. Yes. Now, you literally have a whole internet where you can put out like, I think I want to buy a fridge. Which one is the best? Tell me your stories. And people will come. Don't buy that fridge. It's horrible. Mm. Buy, buy this one. I've had a fantastic experience. And like Nick said, if a brand comes in there and self-promotes, we'll, we'll shut it down. Yep. We'll literally block it because we do expect them to say we're the best. But now I've got 50 other people that I've accessed to to say, actually, no, it's not right. So, so 100%. I mean, and I think that's, you know, there's a lot that we can talk about. There's a whole freaking essay we can write about that, the, the demise no of the influence of the brand, if you like. <laughs> but I think because one of the things which is inherent in what you're saying is, is – also, the fact that now when Colgate says, okay, the, use this toothpaste, it'll make your teeth whiter. Yeah. It's not just about, okay, well, Anne does it and you'll tell me he does it. But there's also some uh, nuthead out there who says, rubbish, it made my teeth black. Look 100%. at this photograph. You know, so it almost, it straight away, there's, it stops the conversation of the brand. Whereas previously, like Coke makes you happy. Yeah, it does. Let exactly. me drink that stuff. You know, so, 100%. Simpler times. Um, yeah. No. I think you've got that Im <clears throat> potential immediate feedback yeah. you know, from, from a crowdsourced entity, the mm -hmm. internet, right? like you say. So there's always going to be someone who's got a perspective. Mm. You know, and I think these are the people that, that are trying to influence us, whether they want to influence us or not, but they do. And that today, because of that enormous amount of feedback possible, it's become more powerful than what a, the narrative yeah. of a brand could put out on its own exactly and to kevin's point 40 years ago if coke sat next to you and told you something you're cool it's going to take them a year to have like bad things come out yes, right yes. instead of like say the instantaneous yes. 
kind of flashback. And those bad things could. Do you know how much away. sugar is in that stuff? Yeah. So, exactly. So don't drink fizzy cold drinks, <coughs> kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so so I think just bringing this back to the to this discussion around um, employee advocacy, that horrible term. And if someone's got a better name, please send it because we'll use it. I really want to use another it's like, term. Like I, don't, I was thinking t- uh, something like I don't know. Um, Stuff. I don't know what I don't know. No, I, I don't know. I have I no honestly idea. have a, no clue how because it does actually better. say what it is, but it's just like yeah. It's not sexy. Nah. Um, but um, is is bringing it back to to the question then is Nick is why <clears throat> why are I mean it, and a lot of what we've spoken about this trusting staff and tr- uh, staff trusting themselves and so why why are people not utilizing this channel that's just sitting there waiting. I put it down to human nature. Mm. You know, human beings are sub, um, insecure. They're subconscious. They're lazy. Um, you know, all these bad things that we can say. But the net effect of that is people don't participate in something if it's not really important to themselves. You know, if they if they don't believe that it's going to benefit themselves, especially using their personal profiles online, mm. why should they put themselves out there? Mm. And especially if they have a little bit of fear regarding rejection you know what kind mm. of feedback are they going to get are they going to get enough likes mm. all these kind of things it's it's very subconscious people don't really think about it in too much detail or too much depth but there's a problem around participation and many challenges surrounding that you know uh, do i get a bonus if i do participate am i punished if i don't what's mm. in it for me mm. uh, you know is this going to have career advancement potential for me all these kind of things People haven't thought about these things properly and companies haven't addressed these things properly. So I think from an employee advocacy perspective, you know, it should be taken into context um, as a structured program rather than a off-the-cuff willy-nilly thing that just can happen. Mm. You know, mm. it has to be managed and mm. driven and looked after, you know, from a, from all kinds of aspects, you know, what content is put out there. You know, you mentioned hunting as a pack, as a wolf pack. Yes. You know, if everyone in the Business is telling the same story. The story has impetus. If everyone is telling their own individual story, uh, the message is diluted. Right? Mm. So, so there has to be some kind of structure behind a platform and a program to make it actually as successful as possible. And without a managed, structured program, um, chances are you, <clears throat> so you're not going to achieve much. Do you not think people also just don't know where to start? So, like this 100%. sounds amazing, but. I don't know, so I'm just not going to do it. Of course, people like no. a roadmap. You know, you say to someone, get your staff to post on social media about the business. Okay. Everyone <laughs> will agree with the concept. Yes, great idea. Mm. But very few will actually be able to say, right, what's next? How do we do this? No, exactly. Now, people want okay. bite-sized chunks. And I think also one of the, 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 not the roadblocks, but one of the <clears throat> obstacles that we find as well is that the, the people in the business who know the most Obviously, the people that have been there the longest or the people mm. that the founders or whatever. And they're often in an older generation that hasn't grown up with social media. No, exactly. The younger, the younger lot are quite a fair with social media, very comfortable with all of these things that you spoke about, but putting themselves out there. They've already got rejected and they've got likes and things. And so they, or no likes. Or no likes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But um, so you have this older generation who, who you know, who not necessarily um, even on social media yeah. channels. I mean, I'll case in, you know, sample one sitting right here. I mean, I'm I'm pretty I'm very active on LinkedIn, 
mm. for business reasons, but I have zero presence anywhere else. I'm pretty You're useless. on Instagram, don't lie. I'm on, I am on those things, but I mean, like I said, I've like posted seven times in 10 years or whatever. Oh. So it's like, it doesn't count. So, yeah, exactly. I, I, I will, I will, I'm very He's a stalker. moderately inactive on, on, on Twitter. You're a stalker on there. And I, have, I don't have a Facebook profile. Yeah. And I have no framework for it. So <clears throat> it's also about converting those because you have mm. those people who have all the IP and all the knowledge and are quite confident to your point about putting it out. Yeah. But they don't know or are keen to use the tools. And so it's about marrying the two and getting those guys back mm. into the social media and getting the other guys up to the IP levels. And and that's where the, the sweet spot is. Of and this, I can imagine programs. that it's petrifying for someone who's much yeah. older, who didn't grow up with yeah. it who's never been on social media, yeah. who kind of only knows what his grandkids are doing yeah. on it, to all of a sudden say, okay, you're going to start talking about your business on social media. And not just that, but forming the habits to do yes. that. So, it's, it's, so one is like, okay, take the first step. But once you've taken the first step to continue the practice. No, it's terrifying. I can imagine. Mm. Okay. So look, I think there's, there's some great things that we've spoken with, like prompted for some episodes, which we'll, we'll unpack. We'll be inviting... Um, guests um, to the program as well, people, experts in the field as well as um, clients of ours that have actually utilized the program and, and speak to them candidly about how it's worked for them and some of the, the obstacles and the, and the struggles and the, and the successes. So we'll unpack that. And then we'll also unpack, like we spoke about, um, you know, how to use LinkedIn, what is the right thing, what, is this, what are the successes for programs and what are the pitfalls for the programs. And we'll unpack all of that. So I appreciate that you guys have given me some of your time. Thank you. <gasps> I have just thought of another name for employee advocacy. Yes, shoot. Internal influences. Hey? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, we'll put it out to vote. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap my mind <laughs> no, around think about it. It's the early days. You've got to it, but I do like it. <laughs> Thank you. So, I mean, like, you know, guys, internship is kind of where we're going because that's where the name comes from. It's the, like the, as an intern, you know, exactly. get on the ship and as an intern. So, internal influences. People, it's a start. Yeah, you know, people might like influence being called influencers. I think people like being called. People influence. love that. Yeah. Okay, definitely. It's I mean, it's a it's a buzzword, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Nick, try that in your sales pitch and let us know. Hundred percent. Thanks, buddy. Would you awesome. like to invite your team to become social media influencers? Internal, internal influencers. Internal influencers for your business. Not social media influence. Internal influence. Social media influence does sound sexy, doesn't it? Yeah, but that's, yeah, but that's like broad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's broad. Okay, guys, but thank you very, very much for your time. Thank really you, appreciate Kate. it. And, um, yep, guys, we'll um, hope you enjoy this podcast and um, uh, look out for our next one. Cheers. 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 Bye bye.